Hi, good morning. It's Caroline. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a most important day for us to be talking about something that's dear to my heart and something I've really come to the realization of, of over, oh, thousands of people in my practice over the years. So I want to share that with you. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Are you relaxing? Because I sure hope you get to take this in. I'll go slowly. I believe that each of us is in the power seat for our own destiny. Now, you may feel like you're blocked. There's things in your way, whether it be your job or you can't move or you can't do this. But we really are in the power seat of your own, of our own destinies. See, it's very natural to have new ideas. And I'm going to let you, uh, this is it. We have to have new ideas. It's a natural evolution of the spirit. So when we feel blocked that there's no way out, find a new idea about it because the natural evolution of the spirit is dependent on movement. And when we move, it's because on a spiritual level, it's because we have a new idea. It may come to you. It may be something you figure out, put two and two together, or you might see something on TV. But if you're open for it, what happens is that we're all evolving and we're moving because movement is a requirement to be alive. So if we think somebody else is stuck, no, they're moving. They just might be a little slower. They have more resistance. But you, now you're, you're going to be in your power seat. And I'm going to talk about that. This movement requires newness, as I said, and it doesn't take a lot of new to move forward. I mean, as I had mentioned in a po podcast, if you can find it, it I talked about doing something new every day. And new every day just means park in a different parking spot or take a different way home and look at what you haven't seen before. Try a different neighborhood. You know, it could be in a different line than you usually do in a checkout. It could be a number of things, a new station that you're listening, new podcasts that like me, <laughs> that you're listening to. But it'll produce a new feeling. If you do something new, you have a new feeling. And choosing joy with a small new experience is a perfect combination for spiritual growth. So we're back to that choice factor again. If you do a new experience and you don't feel great about it, you could probably find something good about the experience. You know, the other day, oh, I don't, somebody was talking about how their um, refrigerator just found water all over the floor. I mean, flooded. No, it's not fun. We don't want to pick that up. But in that new experience, you found something underneath something that you hadn't seen before. You have to clean it out and must have needed it anyway. I'm just saying, find it, look for it. It's a Pollyanna, I know, but Pollyanna was happy. Remember that. So we look at these new experiences, created a new feeling, but the world is now different because when you wake up the next day and we all wake up, that new experience, that new combination of finding joy with it, we're not the same. We are not the same. So keeping up with our small and large changes with new observations of our world, actually can be easy and welcoming. You get into the swing of it, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun finding that safety we feel in ourselves, that strength we feel in ourselves, the power seed for ourselves, and it feels safe. It takes a little practice. Some of you are already there. 
Our natural expansions, for example, when we wear clothes and they become too tight, how do we how do we feel? Get a bigger size? You have to. Whether you want to go on a diet or not, you can't sit down in your clothes. Even it's time to get bigger clothes. But for children, their growth is different because they're growing in size. They're getting taller and going through their physical changes and emotional, mental changes. Well, mental, because emotional comes with them seeing the world in a new perspective. They're not looking at the back of a chair anymore. They're looking at you, and then they're going to look at your eyes, and then all of a sudden, like my grandson, I have to look up to him, and that's new. I take a look at it as a new perspective. So that way, when they get new clothes, because they do and they have to get new shoes, they have room to move and play and to be comfortable in their human suits. It gives them the pleasures of natural expansion of the spirit and they find joy. As adults, we can take that. And even if it's a bad reaction from those we love, we really can find it. But we have to and we must find ways to welcome in our own personal expansions. Let's find that power seat with one more thing. You know what makes us so miserable? I'm not saying all of us are, but we get, <laughs> there's a 72 hour row. You can be, you can be miserable by yourself if you want for 72 hours, but there's plenty of reasons to do that. You know, let's give ourselves a little break to adjust to some new things if we react physically or emotionally to certain things. But what is our tight human armor doing for us when we're miserable? We've stopping the physical growth? No. Yeah, it's stopping our spiritual growth. Funny, it is said that if we don't change, we'll be forced to change. And a lot of you know that already. Because if you're tired and you have feel fatigue, guess what happens? Something happens. The universe will always give you some time to rest. Maybe you sprain your foot or something, hopefully not worse than that, or something that keeps you having to having to rest. You know, as much as our current ability to stay at home and work has maybe some negatives, it also has some positives. A lot of people have said they found time to relax, and that has been a positive because it's new. It's a change made at work. We're not the same people we were before we were designed to stay home and not go out. Funny, like I said, is if we don't change, we fear travel, we dislike work. Eventually, someone suffers if we're not going to change and take charge in the power seat and find that joy in the shift. Because eventually, someone suffers. We're not isolated. Can you pick up on body language? I can. And when somebody's not feeling good and they're still smiling, you know, you can pick it up. And sometimes being around that unjoy, I call it unjoy attitude, it, it, there's no no joy around them. There's no peace. There's really no change. So let's go to another visual. Let's think of a beautiful mountain stream with a huge boulder in it. It's huge. So what does the water do? Well, it has to go around that boulder, doesn't it? And it carved a path and a vision in the stream. And now it has to sometimes split and go around it. it takes more energy and it slows it down. So that beautiful water of the spirit is not so free-flowing anymore, isn't it? There's something in the way. 
And so, well, let's think about the boulder as a resistance to life. So the types of pain and regret we carry with us, I want you to put all that bad juju you have in a boulder. And what does that boulder look like? What in the boulder impedes the spiritual freedom that maybe you don't have as much as you would like? The joy you don't have as much as you would like. And perhaps the grief and the loss of someone or something has created a wall around us so thick that pain can't come through. Not to us anymore. We won't feel it. It acts like a protection for us not getting hurt. So we we hold on so tight that the loss will never, ever happen again. I mean, why love again when it brings pain? Many people feel like this. The resistance to change is usually because of fear, perhaps of the unknown, or even anger with others who are perceived to block our change. We perceive them to block our change or progress. And we're angry about that. Oh, it's not the action of joy. We have to have joy with the reaction. And you find some way to have it because we need to love ourselves first. We have to feel, we, we demand this joy. This joy is important to us. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. Or can we live in a spiritual, mental, and physical pain all the time? Choice. So in homeopathy, one of the remedies indicated, uh, we call it, somebody needs uh, this remedy is natrium muriaticum. And natrium muriaticum has just what I had talked about, a wall around them so thick that even though they may be sad, they don't let anybody new in. And they don't allow themselves really the joy because they keep looking back and remembering what created that boulder in the middle of their stream. It's a focus of their attention. Now, another remedy I want to share with you quickly is bryonia. And bryonia is from a plant, and it's an energetic um, frequency of bryonia that shifts in the body. And actually, when we give bryonia, not to go into homeopathy too much, it's like singing a note in the, in the glass breaks. But the whole idea of needing bryonia is worse going forward. I remember many times uh, and when my son was growing up, he had this cough, and I was learning homeopathy, and he kept, I kept giving him the wrong one because <laughs> he kept having the cough. And he finally says, Mom, whenever you make me take something, I have to sit up in bed and I'm always worse. I stop coughing again. Let me feel still. And I went, oh my gosh, it's bryonia. Because bryonia's cough gets worse if they move. They're okay still. And I gave him bryonia. And then five minutes later, he is out, not sick, playing at 10 years old. It was amazing. But he, it was fun to see it in action. So physically, someone may feel worse from even physical motion, but sitting still, but on a mental level, they have a fear of poverty. And when you're always afraid of being broke or not having enough, sometimes bryonia can be a good remedy. You know, there's over 3,000 homeopathic remedies to choose from. So there's a lot of options for a homeopath. But in my practice, homeopathic remedies are designed to match the blocks to growth and movement on all levels. And believe me, in a nanosecond, I've seen it work so quickly with a really good, well-researched remedy can alter that person. And it frees the magical space to move forward 
with light. Everyone says with a good remedy, they feel lighter. They feel brighter. So a good remedy can blast the boulder in the stream. Now, homeopathy is great. Isn't that a good story? And it is true. But I want to talk about another level of this, that Hahnemann, and he's the thought work, we call him our father of homeopathy. He wrote, a, he wrote the books and experiment. He was a doctor. Anyway, his story's great on the internet. But he mentioned in his book, The Organon, about choice. He said, a remedy can show a person what peace and joy can feel like. Yet it is the soul that must accept the transformation. Rejection to growth can exist on the soul level. You can give them all the feelings you want. They can see that they're different. They're lighter, they're brighter, they sleep better, but they reject it. And the soul has that choice to reject it. So remedies can only open doors and show us possibilities. Good friends can open doors and show us possibilities. Lots of things can do that, but we get to feel what it's like with homeopathy to be in that free moving stream on a mental, emotional, physical level. But feelings of self-worth, they start with loving ourselves enough to feel worthy of contentment. Most people don't feel worthy of contentment for lots of reasons, but we have to accept the best that we are. We validate we. We validate ourselves. We can't depend on anybody else to do it. See, no one else should be required because this is your spiritual validation. And even if you haven't had throughout your upbringing, anybody saying, good guy, good boy, good girl, or go, it's been great. You could still do it yourself because I believe that we are in the power seat of our destinies. Just not too much more, but I want to share about the DVD land. (laughs) I listened to Greg Braden's tape, a DVD tape. That's kind of like how many years ago on, on DNA. And I watched it with a group of friends. We had a great time doing this. Mr. Braden, it was something new, of course. Mr. Braden explained how our DNA reacts to our emotions. And the lower frequencies, and thus those vibrations of sadness or fear, hate, anger, shock, etc., those frequencies are very long and slow, and they only activate a small amount of our DNA or our capabilities of potentiality. It's the higher, more active frequencies of love that activate the highest portions of our DNA and make it work. Like you're working on all your cylinders, why don't we get that car working? But your DNA's there to to be the best, incredible human you can think of. You wouldn't believe what we can do. That's another podcast, but I'm sure you can find it. We are pretty extraordinary human beings on a physical, mental, emotional level. Yet, I want to tell you the highest frequency for DNA activation, Mr. Braden said, is compassion. You know, Christ and other teachers lived the importance of compassion. You know, I never thought of compassion as being the most powerful emotion. But our DNA activated with compassion can light and enlighten us and comes from joy. 
We, you know, love is so interesting. Can you have love and not have compassion? Can you love someone and not have compassion for them? But can you have compassion if you don't have love? I'll let you think about that. So compassion begins with having self-compassion. No one can give this present to us. It's a present. Compassion for another comes from our soul. It is a choice to achieve. I want that. You want to feel compassionate. You've got to want it. You want to feel that for someone else. You've got to get the anger you have for them out of the way. It's the boulder. Because guess what? That goes away. You get to to be a sparkling, what it would be like to be so lazy on a stream of water even. And just allow the world to feel that great, that great feeling. But begin by observing what we part, we play in our own anxiety, our own sadness, our own resentment, and our depression. I love the quote, to thine own self be true. So we start by finding quiet time and observing our behavior. Now, no guilt is not allowed. Fear is not allowed. Self-judgment in our talk. No, you have to get, you just breathe. Do the breathing techniques that are through my podcast and everybody else's podcast. Just breathe in and out. And if you do that, and like I had said, Greg Bregan had showed us just recently that if we put two to three fingers in our, in our heart space, we get information that you can't think about. So begin with joyously forgiving yourself and allowing that light of peace to fill your heart. Ask for it. Believe you can own it. Believe you deserve it. And then new becomes very inviting. I wish you all the joy in the world. I wish you quiet times to get there. I I just know that everything coming, whether it's a good world, a scary world, or however we look at it, um, starts with ourselves and taking that choice of how we react. Okay, find your way around everything. God bless you, and may he take good care of you and ask for help. Have a good day.